Thousands of runners from across the nation and the globe flock to Austin for the marathon. We take you there to relive all the sights and sounds. And after a near freezing start, high pressure building in over the next few days, we'll show you the first 80s of the year in first warning weather. A little cold, but a beautiful day to be out running around Austin. Thousands packing downtown as this morning they were getting set to run the 2024 Austin Marathon. Our Blake Devine was there to capture it all from start to finish. Today we witnessed thousands of runners crossing the finish line here at the Austin Marathon. A record-breaking 19,000 people participating in the Marathon, Half Marathon, and KXAN Simple Health 5K. It was a wonderful day today as this event brings in participants from all over the world representing 50 countries along with 50 states. It's also a huge fundraiser for charities. And speaking of money, there was lots on the line with a total prize purse of 20000 and we watch George Anyancha of Kenya win the 26.2 mile race for the second consecutive year. He loves this course because where he trains in Kenya is a little bit hilly and then this course kind of resembles like the one in Kenya so he loves here. Coming around the corner and seeing the finish line and seeing my husband and my baby right there cheering me on it was it was very motivating it was very fulfilling what was the best part about today for you i'd say just like the people like everybody running everybody's in the same environment everybody's suffering everybody's like giving their all it was fun to strengthen security the austin police department brought in backup with several retired officers within its reserve program stepping up to help work this event as many runners finish up behind me we celebrate what was another special day today during one of Austin's crown jewel running races. Reporting in downtown Austin, Blake Devine, KXAN News. Back to you. And crossing the finish line is quite an accomplishment, but the victory was extra street or sweet for one half marathoner. Abel Maron Rodriguez is a former foster care child and current student at UT San Antonio, where he spends three hours commuting by bus from Austin to campus. And today he collected his latest half marathon finisher medal before receiving the keys to a brand new car. City limits Subaru and foster care nonprofit Austin Angels collaborated on the surprise. Austin Angels has been very, very gracious to me. Um, they've been, they've been awesome. Um, I can't thank them enough. And when asked where he'd take it for the first ride, Abel joked he likely will be helping his younger siblings run errands. Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more details on Austin Angels and the work they do in town online at KXAN.com. Certainly waking up this morning, it was a cold one. I know some people enjoy that, but I walked outside and went right back in until my friends passed by on infield. Yeah, you didn't have to do the 26.2 in True. near freezing temperatures. It was near freezing temperatures. Technically in Austin, we did not drop to freezing. We got down oh so close though. Our morning low at Camp Mabry was 33, but just about everyone away from Austin was at or below freezing here this morning, and we had some widespread 20s in the hill country. Plenty of sunshine though today, really warmed the temperatures up, uh, at least much warmer than yesterday afternoon was. You can see from our Rock and Dirt Yard camera in Buda, 
cloud free and we are well into the mid 50s outside now. We're several degrees warmer than this time yesterday, roughly five to eight degrees warmer than we were 24 hours ago. Still, we've got a clear sky overhead and with light winds again tonight, it's going to be another cold one. Temperatures will quickly drop out of the 50s and into the 40s by this evening, 9 o'clock 47 and down to 44 here at 11 o'clock tonight. Coming up in first warning weather, there may be some patchy freezes overnight and into tomorrow morning. We'll show you the coldest spots ahead of a huge warm up here this week. Our first 80s of the year will highlight whether there's any rain chances before the end of the month. Thank you, Nick. Early voting starts Tuesday for the Texas primary, and here are a few races to keep an eye on. Residents of Travis County will soon vote on the Democratic candidate for the county's next district attorney in the March 5th primary election. Incumbent Jose Garza was elected in 2020. He'll face Jeremy Salestine, a defense attorney and former prosecutor in the DA's office. The winner will face off with Republican Daniel Betts in the November general election. One of the closest watched races on the ballot is the Democratic campaign for U.S. Senate, where Congressman Colin Allred and State Senator Roland Gutierrez are the front runners for the Democratic primary. There are nine candidates total in the primary. If no candidate receives more than 50% of the vote in the primary, the race will go to a runoff. The winner will take on Senator Ted Cruz. And remember, we're your local election headquarters from local to statewide to national elections. We have everything you need to cast your ballot and stay informed. Check out our voters guide on our website. That's KXAN.com. In Israel, thousands gathered in Tel Aviv to call for elections as Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's popularity continues to fall. Yesterday, the Prime Minister dismissed the idea of holding early elections, saying it would divide Israel. Protesters have concerns over the Prime Minister's cabinet's hold handling of the hostage crisis. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is considering sending more weapons to Israel. That's according to NBC News. The Biden administration plans to notify Congress if plans are finalized, but congressional approval is not required. Honoring black history, freedom through Texas and into Mexico, the net new exhibit a UT is focusing on a Southern Underground Railroad. But first, gas prices are rising across the country, including right here in Austin. What's causing the surge at the pump? The FDA has approved a first-of-its-kind drug to treat frostbite. The drug is called Iloprost. It's given to patients through an IV. And in a recent trial, the FDA says frostbite patients were separated into three groups. And the group that didn't receive Iloprost, 60% showed signs of possibly needing an amputation. The group that received Iloprost and another medication, 19% showed those same signs. And the group that received only Iloprost, 0%. A new report shows the national average price of gas has risen in the last two weeks. The Lundberg report shows prices at the pump jumped by 12.6 cents per gallon to a price of nearly $3.37. Here in Austin, we're seeing an average of $2.91. That's up 10 cents from just a week ago. Diesel has risen as well, climbing to $4.21. And the report shows it's caused by oil prices surging. It goes on to say expect gas prices to rise even higher. 
Fantastic news in the pollen department today. Cedar, elm, mulberry, mold, all low and all trending lower than yesterday. Our temperatures trending higher than yesterday. We were a good six to eight degrees warmer than yesterday's high. We got up to 58, still below normal. This will be the coldest day of the next eight days at least. We'll show you the first 80s of the year and whether we've got any rain before the end of the month in first warning weather. The story of the Underground Railroad is largely understood as a northern route for slaves to escape and find their freedom. But a largely untold story is about the paths to freedom through Texas into Mexico. A new exhibit in the Briscoe Center at UT Austin is shedding light on the ways enslaved people found freedom and how one central Texas family played a key role. Our Monica Madden has the story. Preserved papers. This is the free papers of Susan Ann White um, from Warren County in Mississippi. This is 1837. Tell the story of real people and what it took to be a free person of color before the Emancipation Proclamation. This provides us with real primary source evidence of the experience that people went through trying to gain their freedom and trying to exist in a world where they were born without human rights. Many of them also took a path south, a lesser known story from the era. People who lived in Texas who were enslaved, people who lived in Louisiana who were enslaved, would have found it much more practical to go down to the Rio Grande, where just south of the Rio Grande, Mexico had already abolished slavery. Mexico did by 1829. Slaves could also buy their freedom, but at a high cost. The cost to free Anne Maria was $1,000 at the time, which is about 31000 today. They needed allies to obtain a deal with land or possessions often on the line. So this exhibit consists mostly of court documents. These documents give us a picture of the legal world that they inhabited and sometimes navigated the long process that that could take in order to obtain freedom legally. One story is that of Sylvia Hector Weber. This is the Freedom Papers for Sylvia Hector Weber. Weber, whose East Austin land is now Weberville, is the center of the display's message. The Weber story is also a fantastic story. She came to Texas with her enslaver and later met John Weber. He would buy a large plot of land and later fall in love with Sylvia. In 1834, he bought her freedom. The couple were given um, several months to quote unquote pay uh, using the lives of two children in exchange for Sylvia and her children's freedom. And the document that we have on display explains that. We know from other research that this was not paid. Um, the Webbers ended up losing their land. John Weber put up his property as collateral for Sylvia and their two children. The Weber family then moved to South Texas, where they became an outpost for the Southern Underground Railroad. Sylvia's house served as a welcoming refuge for people seeking their freedom, and she was known as a generous hostess and a real comfort for people who sought her help. Documents from a painful era of American history teach lessons of life, liberty, and the pursuit of hope. Monica Madden, KXAN News. Historians say after the Civil War ended, many of the documents kept by the Confederacy were burned, leaving many details of Sylvia's story unknown. The Briscoe Center is free to the public on weekdays. The Freedom Papers exhibit will be open until the end of June. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. All things considered a beautiful day here today. We had the sunshine, cool air. 
as we should have occasionally right in uh, the month of February. We are still in winter after all. 52 degrees is where we are now in Round Rock from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera there right along 35. Just some passing high clouds off in the distance and that's about all the cloudiness we're going to see here for the next couple of days. Temperatures across the state are just about all in the 50s and with cool air still in place, light winds tonight and a clear sky. We expect it's still going to be a cold night. We just think not as many of us will freeze tonight as we did earlier this morning. We're forecasting a low in Austin of about 36, but you get into some of the suburbs, even within the metro, we may be flirting with the freezing market. 33 in Georgetown, right at freezing there in Cameron. And I expect you'll be near freezing, if not slightly below freezing in parts of the hill country, even between some of these uh, temperature forecast numbers. There's probably going to be some upper 20s and low 30s here to start the day tomorrow. It's a brief freeze. It's a lighter freeze than the one we had this morning, especially in the hill country. On clouds and radar, generally clear, just those high thin clouds showing up a little bit here over central Texas, much thicker off to the north and west of us and you can see those drift in and out and then we're back to the sunshine here for your president's day on monday of course school off tomorrow and many of you don't have the day of work either although not all of you of course clear skies through the day tomorrow gorgeous much warmer our next round of cloudiness comes in early tuesday just some patches of low clouds and fog for the first few hours of tuesday morning and then they're gone by the middle of the day if not earlier generally affecting our eastern counties perhaps as close uh, and as far west as i-35 uh, but it is going to be a generally sunny afternoon on tuesday much more in the way of clouds come in for wednesday morning low clouds fog and even some patchy drizzle to begin the day on Wednesday. So our forecast tonight in Austin 36, but some patchy freezes away from the city, clear and cool and not much in the way of wind. The wind light and variable changing direction here as it starts to become southerly tomorrow. That's going to help temperatures jump quite a bit, a full 10 degrees warmer tomorrow than what we had today. So a cold start, yes, but a sunny and pleasant rest of the day. Things are only going to get warmer as this high pressure slides in and grows through the middle of the week. That's going to mean 70s Tuesday, 80s on Wednesday. By the way, typically our first 80s of the year come January 31st. So we're technically a little late for the first 80s of the year, but we're going to get them here this week as that high nudges in and gets stronger. Then a cold front later on Thursday swings in, knocks the temperatures down a little bit here for Friday and Saturday, and then that high starts to nudge back in again for next Sunday, allowing temperatures to warm again. You'll see what I mean here. There's the warm up. There's your 80s. There's the cold front, and it's going to drop us about 10 degrees from Thursday to Friday, but we still stay above normal and the numbers start to climb as we head into next weekend. There's going to be just a little bit of humidity in the air. Not really much to speak of Tuesday into Wednesday uh, before that cold front uh, brings us a return to dry air again. Unfortunately, what you're not going to see on our seven day forecast is rain. There are no chances of it over the next seven days. You do see that cold front, but it is a dry one and that brings even drier air for Friday and into next weekend. The extended rainfall forecast, which wraps up February and into the beginning of March, leans drier as well, especially for the metro in the hill country where we need the rain the most. So we'll keep an eye on the long-term forecast, but in the near term, next couple of weeks looking dry and warm. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Texas closing out their series with San Diego today, trying to start off 2024 with a series victory against the Toreros. 
Tanner Witt getting the start today on the mound. He's battled injuries, so they are hoping he can return to the form he had a couple of years ago. And the top of the second base is loaded. This pitch is a ball. So it's a 2-0 count, and David Pierce saw enough after that. He pulled Witt after one inning. Cody Howard comes in, walks in one run. Then he walks Ryan Ward for another run. So San Diego goes up 2-0. Couple more walked-in runs. Another one here, this time in Texas's favor. The Longhorns tie the game at three after that. Then Max Ballou walks. Jordan or Jalen Flores scores to take the four to three lead. Then Jesse Duplantier hits it to third and he beats the throw at first to allow another run to score five to three. Bats kept going after that. Bottom of the six. Jalen Flores hits this one to shallow right and that drops for a single to score. Jared Thomas, six to three, Texas. Then bottom of the seventh runners on first and second. And Will Gasparino singles to left. And that scores another run for the Longhorns. They go up 7-3. They win this one 9-4 over San Diego to secure the series victory. Some they're certainly happy about. We had to win it today. Uh, started a little shaky. I like the way our team just kept playing and responded. And, you know, got a big win for us. Big series. Big series for us. Good first series. Glad we got a series win. Um, team looks good. Bullpen. Of course, did what they were supposed to do. Hitters felt like they did a good job all weekend. Um, still a lot to improve on. You know, it's early, but it's good to get the, the first series win out of the way. All right, the UT women's basketball team on a roll after beating Iowa State yesterday. We're going to hear from the Longhorns on how well they've been playing when sports continues after this. Keep it here. The UT women's basketball team continues their hot streak, leaving Iowa State in their dust on Saturday afternoon. The Longhorns held off a couple of Iowa State runs, but prevailed by 21 points to win their sixth straight. They also move into a three-way tie for second place in the Big 12, a half game behind Oklahoma. Saturday's performance was an all-around brilliant effort in which four players scored in double figures and two players, Madison Booker and Taylor Jones, were in double figures in other categories. Assists for Booker, rebounds for Jones. Right now, it looks like Texas has the stuff to play deep into March, and Vic Schaefer, who won his 100th game at Texas Saturday, is loving it. It's a great win for our kids. I'm really happy for them, proud of them. I hope they understand. I keep telling them, y'all, they're... They have so much in front of them. They put themselves in this position on February 17th. It would be a shame to have regrets, to not go do what you're supposed to do, to not go play and be ready to play. Like, they're good enough. I keep saying it, they're good enough. Now, the UT men didn't fare as well against third-ranked Houston Saturday. Texas stayed with the Cougars early, but Houston locked them down toward the end of the first half, and they continued to stifle them. In the second, Texas now has to turn around and play Kansas State tomorrow night. Another critical game. Well, in this league, you have to have a short memory. I mean, you know, you're only going to keep it with you for one night. Whether you win or lose, you have the game with you for one night. And it's on to another really good opponent uh, in, in this league this year. So, you know, again, we'll get back. We'll watch the tape and we'll see the areas where we have to continue to try to improve and, and get better. And, and start preparing for a, uh, a K-State team that we know will come in. They'll be ready to play as well Monday night. Yep, and tip-off for that game tomorrow night will be at 8 o'clock in the Moody Center. I was going to say, the Big 12 this year, tough every week, I feel like. Yeah, it's, a t it's one of the tougher conferences in the nation. And, uh, you know, Texas is still, they're a good team, but, you know, competition out there is pretty rough. And 
And Kansas State is another team that can give them problems tomorrow night, too. But they need to really start stacking up wins to build that NCAA tournament resume. Fingers crossed. I think they can do it. We'll have more coming up after the break.